All right, we're back. And we're back live. We just spent, what, like an hour, like an hour and a half talking about Survivor Series, but not right before, right before Survivor Series, we got ourselves NXT TakeOver. 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 The roar of the crowd, indeed, Nick. <laughs> the roar, yeah, there you the go. roar of the crowd, indeed. You, you get points for that one. NXT, uh... For those of you who don't know, for those of you who've been living under a rock, is the Farm League. I'm just gonna call it the Farm League. It's the developmental well, it's league. Ring of Honor for WWE. It's pretty much Triple H's playpen at that point. But it's in in full more formal terms, it's their it's their developmental. It's, it's for them. It's to, WWE's Pixar, basically. It's where they right now, as of right now, it's mostly just indie quote unquote indie stars. Being bred for w- for the WWE setting in which, you know, varying levels of success, let's say. You know, you have your Kevin Owens and your Sami Zayn's. And but you, you have your Ty Dillinger's. And, and your Ascensions. And I'm, putting, and I'm putting Ty Dillinger within the same class as Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. He is... He is, uh, he is an endearing talent. I'm going to give you an 11 on that one for Ty Dillinger. Yep. Yeah. We could clearly it's clearly a point clearly illustrated by Nick. We are not a video podcast, but he yeah. just stuck two middle fingers at me. Yeah. That's how passionate I he is. I do not tie but, but enough of him. But enough of that. Scrub. NXT <laughs> <laughs> he, He's the scrub that Destiny's Childs were talking about. He, NX, NXT NXT well, first of all, Scrub is TLC. Oh, there you go. Scrub is TLC. Well, TLC scrub was raw TLC. this year, so Yeah. So NXT Takeover War Games and is it? It's in Houston, right? Yeah, yes. it's usually yeah, the same yeah. venue. So, yeah, yeah the, on the Saturday before Survivor Series, and what we got is what is you know it's on paper it doesn't sound amazing. Yes, but it does. Two rings, two cages well, put together, fifty men battling for supremacy. <laughs> yes, now that, it's sounding that is like the WCW, main, and that is the main theme, and that is the main hook that NXT Takeover. Is this year is going towards, which is called War Games. War Games. So for those not in really in the know about War Games, Jose, do you know the rules about War Games? Cause yeah, I, it's pretty much Survivor Series, uh, but inside two rings, inside two cages. Steel cage match times two. But what are what are the particular rules of a, of certain? Um, games? if I remember correctly, it's two teams pitted against each other, Survivor Series style. So you have um, if well, I remember the well, right well, one. So let, let me correct you for for a sec. This NXT Takeover, there are three teams. Okay, but the yeah. rules have changed. Okay, yeah. but the original rules were after every it's royal rumble style so after two minutes a new participant enters the cage and when all participants are in war games begin the match beyond you still i love how you still have not said the rules wait no. those are the rules and then oh, War Games begins. I was too busy checking on your mic levels, to be honest, <laughs> for me to be paying attention. When all participants are in, that's when War Games officially begins. Yeah. And then, if I remember correctly, it's elimination yeah. uh, style. So uh, No, it's not elimination No, style. it's just it's singles. Pin. Actually, for this one now, it's going to be... O- well, the old one was only single submission. So, if me... Mike, you, Corey, and some other guy were facing um, the Four Horsemen and uh, Ricky Steamboat. If I put Ric Flair in like uh, Indian Deathlock and he tapped out, we win. Okay. So now it's going to be pinfall and submission instead of just a single submission. And there will be no roof. Oh, okay. Yeah, yep, so that now was everyone of, jumps that off was the, the apparently yeah, with a bit of news that day. You know what else was cool about war games back in the days well, before like okay, you have two men in the ring, right? Uh two yeah. separate teams. Then they would flip a coin to see who would enter next. So there was a possibility of having three against one in the ring until all the rest of the participants showed yes. up. So are they following that format this year or uh, not? I'm not sure. It's They're actually all going to be in um, the shark cage around the ring. So you're going to have Killian Dane and um, Eric Young in one cage. You're going to have uh, Akum and Roderick Strong in one cage. And you're going to have um, Fish and O'Reilly in another cage. Okay. So they'll be all coming So out. guys, Pat, hashtag we'll get there. 
before <laughs> we'll get there yes we'll, we'll get there but then that that's more or less the framework of that of that pay-per-view it's been built around war this certain concept of war games that was originally wcw made by conceived and by the w- nwa concept yeah. yeah, nwa concept and apparently cody was cool with it i don't know who cares all right, first match on this list, Cassius Ono versus Lars Sullivan. Lars Sullivan, my son. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, God, can you imagine if they just make Lars Sullivan like the, the son the of task Kevin Taskmaster? Yeah. Uh, Cassius Ono has the worst body in wrestling ever. I well, totally agree. Yes. Well, look at uh, Samoa no. Joe and his boy boobs. No, no, here's the thing. Man boobs. It's... Okay, Samoa. Uh, well, you bring up Samoa Joe, and I thought you were going to bring up Kevin Owens. Those oh, guys, Kevin Owens is a little are, chubby. Are proportionately chubby. Where a point where like they have a consistent body type. Yeah. Cash Shono is just all over the goddamn Actually, place. Actually, <laughs> and it's off-putting. I, I was with that same belief, but then I found out Cash Shono has like some thyroid disease. He has like Graves' disease, so, so like, he can't like. He it screws to... with his weight. So he's mm-hmm. legitimate big bone. He's fat. He's fat by disease. Fat by cause of, like, genes. He ate sick. So I guess what (laughs) Lars Sullivan could do, he could, like, put a donut on the floor while he eats it and then just pin him right there. In contrast contrast to, like, the the worst body in wrestling, Lars Sullivan, that man's face is terrifying. (laughs) He has the look, man. He's a big hunk of chorizo. That's what he is. Yeah. He's just a big chorizo on a... Just a big metal stink. You know what I'm talking about, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I got hungry there. I did. I wanted a burrito. <laughs> but yeah, Lars Sullivan. This will probably be a this will probably be a squash match. I, you know what? I'm gonna give cat. I'm gonna give them like five minutes. I'm gonna give point. it the um, Lesnar AJ and say seven. Uh, do we okay. know if they're curtain jerking this one? I mean, I probably. put it. I put it number one on this. <laughs> okay, so probably. Is it Dale with Tommy <coughs> on this card? No. Damn. Yeah, yeah. He's. I hear he's two hundred five bound. Like he's he's. At well, like, he's, and he's bound to two hundred five live. He's kind of like, you know, when they bind tie people up to the little railroad thing that goes like the teeter totter, <laughs> and they send them down like going down the river because yeah. they come in or crime. That's anyway. what Dale Tommy is committing the crime of getting injured too much. All right. The next match on this list: Ember Moon, Kyrie Sane, Nikki Cross. Peyton Royce, fatal four way for the women's NXT title. Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. I'm gonna say Ember Moon. I was gonna say Amber Moon. Ember Moon's I'm, I'm dude. A big fan. I'm I feel a big like fan. Ember Moon has been in too much. Like it's been all those Oscar matches. She's been so close, and she's been the closest to ever beating Oscar. And then the fact that they make Oscar like undefeated in NXT, yeah. I think by yeah. by transitive property, if I'm saying that correctly. I'm actually. <laughs> I my heart says Kyrie Sane. Because but, of her elbow, her sick elbow drop. I love but her. anyways, um, <laughs> but I'm my gut kind of tells me they're going to give it to Payne Royce because they need a, a heel, heel women's champion. They don't need one. Come on. I, th- I feel always... Because they need someone. Because if they give it to Ember Moon, then who does she face? Any of these three girls. Yeah, but Peyton. I think this they want to... This sets up the next three programs. I, I feel like Ember Moon is kind of like... Kind of like a Sasha, not Sasha Banks in NXT. She's kind of like a girl now. Cause I want, I, f- I think they want to build up Kyrie Sane. Cause after she won the um the May Young Classic, I can do. I can definitely see. That I, I'm not disagreeing with the choice of Kyrie Sane, but I do think Ember Moon's gonna take is gonna take this. Yeah, one. and there's something to be said about the chase. The chase is always the most exciting part. You know what I mean? So for her to chase Amber, that would make more and, sense. And for Kyrie Sane to win on her on her first night, it's. It comes off as they're gonna do Oscar too. They can yeah. do something different with Kyrie Sane, where they make her a little less vul- a little more vulnerable, yeah. and make make her matches a bit more appealing to watch. Like, oh, she could lose this, she could win this. Who knows? Because Oscar had that that yeah. presence, like she was, she was op as as you know as a mother effer. Um, <laughs> one of my talking points. One of my talking points here is Nikki Cross is adorable. Yeah. Yeah, she's yeah, really, she's cute. Looking forward to that. Okay, she doesn't look like a homeless person. She's really cute. Well, with sanity, basically. Yeah, she doesn't look like again, a purger. Again, Larkin Street game. <laughs> something you see like off the Larkin. Larkin Street. Oh, is, Howard Street. Yeah, Larkin is a street in San Francisco known for its grunginess. You say you agree? Oh, no, poor. It, she it, lives in uh, one of those SROs. Nothing gotten, wrong with an SRO. It's gotten a facelift lately, but it's still gross. 
grimy. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Speaking of grimy, I don't know how I'm going to justify that segue. Drew McIntyre versus Andrade San Almos. Drew McIntyre. With Zelina, with Zelina Vega. I love Andrade San Almos, but they're going to keep it on Drew McIntyre so then they could have him drop it to Adam Cole. Baby! Adam Cole sucks. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're going to need a new co-host now. Okay. <laughs> Um. Yeah, it's not. I don't consider this a main event. I mean, because it isn't. Yeah. But I could not care less about Drew McIntyre like at all. I do. I just think he's he's super bland. He's terrible on the mic. Andrade Cien Almas, a, a guy who's been. I. It's gonna be broken record the when I say this. Revitalized with Zelina Vega. That yeah. match with him and Roderick Strong. Oh, his was match great. with Gargano at um, Brooklyn Three. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah, and he's the break. Uh, he is a breakout. He's finally getting out of his shell, yeah. proverbial shell, if you say. Because when he first started, he looked bad. Baby face, <laughs> Chippendales, uh, yeah. Godfather the overall, without the hose. You know? Yeah. In a way, what is Godfather without his hose? <laughs> he's and, just um, a black guy with tattoos. Yep. Speaking of, he's Kama Mustafa. Speaking of black. You know where I'm going with this, right? Actually, actually, I will say this but, about Drew McIntyre: his heat's dead. I, I mean, he's I not. He 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 has no heat. He never had heat. He I will th- never he had get heat any when heat. he came back for I that five minutes, know. and then just afterwards, they really did nothing with him. And then, like around Takeover, then they started doing. Something. I remember the NXT Takeover where they they were they were showing three talents: Bobby Roode, Kota Ibushi, and Drew McIntyre. And then I could just no, not, that was. That was, was it just da- one? That was Dallas. Yeah, in the Dallas and then one of the NXT takeover. Was did they show all three of those guys? Or no, did they... no. McIntyre was. I think he was still in TNA or maybe he was in. ICW. Whatever. I don't care. I don't care about Drew McIntyre. I hope he loses in thirty seconds for all. For all. I just, if if he's amongst my most Andrade it wins this this actually match actually kind of reminds me of Randy Orton versus Jinder in a way. Yeah. Because you know who's gonna win, but you kind of feel like maybe. Andrade might win, maybe. I hope he wins. All right, <laughs> next match on the list: Alistair Black versus the Velveteen Dream. Jesus, D R E A M is. I love Velveteen Dream, I, and I think, and I, he's not going to win, but he will. He, I will say this: the Velveteen Dream. This is going to be a ma- a star in the making. Is, this is going to be his breakout match. match. His come out match. His come well, out match. He's already came out if you think about it and he's yeah and alistair black i love you no know, no you know so what were you gonna say like you what were you implying nick he already came, he came out you know and uh, you know tough enough he yeah this coming out party at tough enough you know elaborate let's just drown this out <laughs> <laughs> he showed no. us what he was made of you all know right, all right yeah. so that's so why. Yeah, Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream. I'm not um, a fan of that gimmick at all. Velveteen Dream? At all. What are you... St- at all. Please, I want to hear you. I want to hear you out on this. I just don't like the timing of it. Prince dies. Here you go, guy. Reincarnated. Like, you feel like this is reactionary. Yeah. Well, then again, yeah. well, yeah. Orlando have, Jordan was around when you, um, Prince been, was around. Like, I'm not I'm not going to hold your feet to the fire about this one, but have you been watching NXT, NXT like as regularly as you... As I watch the main shows, yeah, no, no, because the build up to Alistair Black and Velveteen Dream is far and away the best built match like a WWE product has done in decades. They have not touched, they have not touched each other since. That's what makes the feud so interesting, and it's it mostly it's built upon Velveteen Dream wanting Alistair Black to say his name. Like that, he just says that constantly. Like, there was, say my name. There was a cool. Say my name. There was a cool scene uh, when Alistair Black was making his performance, and then Alistair, then the uh, Velveteen Dream pops up. Yes, like the like yes. the great pumpkin. Like I have a freaking horror movie. Like I, I sent you that. I saw. I sent that gift. Like his rising in the slack. boner yeah, for yeah. Uh, and, um, yeah, Alistair. That. Yeah, it's basically it. It, it, it kind of is. It can't, the Velveteen Dream just has this fat crush on Alistair Black, and he wants to say his name. Who and, doesn't? Yeah, and. What do you have? Okay, Alistair Black. I, he's he's very talented. He's what was his original indie name? Tommy End. Tommy. I End. actually thought because he hung around in the British, um, the British loop for so long. Yeah, I thought he was British. And then when he talks, he's like, oh, he sounds he's like Dutch. a regular guy. Yeah, he's Dutch. 
Uh, so it just sounded so weird for, to me. me to me, Alistair Black, he just comes off as a more goth Dutch Randy Orton who kicks. He's more Ma- like ain't nothing CM wrong with Punk. that. Ain't nothing wrong with that. But um, CM more, Punk without the charisma, I'll say that, and the athleticism too. I mean, no, 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 no. Tommy no. See, no, 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 I'm saying no, no, no. I got, no, I got that swapped up. I CM Punk has zero athleticism. <laughs> <laughs> But what, you don't need, I mean, which is in service for CM Punk, too. He so. has that aura. Aleister Black has that aura. He comes out with... And has the runic, and he comes out like Nosferatu. Like, yes, Whoa. yes. It's good. It's different. I like it. I like Aleister Black, and I like what they're doing with him. He's very good in the ring. Um, there's something to him. I wouldn't necessarily call him up immediately. Yeah. Wait after but he's going WrestleMania. To. But he's going to. He's kind of a shoe in. Actually, for Jose, if you don't like the Velveteen Dream, here's a gimmick. I seriously, Uh, I'll go back. I have the network. Here's a gimmick that Patrick Clark was gonna do. So this was around 2016, around the time Trump was in the running for president, Uh the greatest president ever who ever lived. Just saying, kidding. So, boo. <laughs> so Patrick <laughs> Clark hate. came out at an NXT NXT house show, and he came out all decked out in pro Trump propaganda. Just this is true. By yeah, be, saying that women should be in the kitchen rather than wrestling. He was being. He was he, basically. Tr- he was a black racist man. He was pretty much trying to. It was. So he was. What's his first name? Uh, Cage. Patrick. No, Cage. Uh, the guy from. The oh ACW. yeah, Cage. Yeah. Does he just go by Cage? The man called Cage. Brian Cage. Brian Cage. That's his name. Yes. Um. He he was basically doing the Brian Cage gimmick in Mexico, where he was just wearing a Make a Great Make America Great Again shirt. Oh, and <laughs> so is um Corey Graves' brother. He does that same gimmick. Yeah. <laughs> what would you rather see, Jose? I'd rather so, see somebody be creative and come up with something original. There you go. So he's. Again, I feel like I'll go back. I'll check it out. He has his own style to it. I'll be fine. opinion. He has his own style to it because he's been steady on my fast forward list. Yeah. Oh God, here he's, we go. Fast forward. He is. St- he has style coming out of his ears. He has very good face. He's very like. He's yeah. very expressive in what yeah. he does. He has, ugh, and he does and has a sick elbow drop too. Where he goes from the second he's rope. He's a big guy, too. Yeah. And he can, like, do a Kyrie Hojo elbow. Yeah. And this here's the thing. I'm not knocking on Velveteen Dream. I rooted for the guy when he wasn't tough enough. He was my guy. Yeah. He was the only person watching the pay-per-view. Who even knew what, what they were all talking about? He was the student of the game. Is the Tough Enough winner still in NXT? No, he's gone. Oh. He got released. Who won that? Uh, Josh Bradley. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> the... the <laughs> Bronson guy and the, he made fun of um he's the social outcast and he got chewed out for it. Was like, that last one the one Leo Rush uh, style where they were in the house and they did it real world style? Uh, mm, yes, yes. Okay, it was okay. where uh, Hulk Hogan was the judge until um Daniel Bryan. No, not Daniel Bryan. Yeah, Daniel Bryan was in it and he basically chastised. No, everyone. who 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 replaced Hulk Hogan? I think Ric Flair. Oh. I think it was Rick Flair. That was during the whole N-bomb uh, Yeah, that was the N-bomb, uh, yeah. Yeah, it was in the middle of the summer. And uh, coming up last on our list, am I missing anything? No. Um, War Games. No, this I'm really going to get into. Oh, yes, I am forgetting something, but it's not even on the pay-per-view, even though it should be. Oh, Gargano oh, and uh, Pete Doom. Dunn. Pete Dunn is going to run that company in the next five years. And, what, and by, what I mean by that is the roster. That dude is going to be one of their biggest legend stars you, you ever see. His uh, match with Tyler Bate is still in the running. It's yeah. still my match of the How year. How long has he been with the company? A year. Less than Has a it year. been a year? Almost a year. Almost At, a year. In January, it'll be a year. Yeah. And his match with Tyler Bate At, oh my is my gosh. match of the year. It still is. And um, This War guy games. isn't going to hit us with a chair behind with a chair. No, I wouldn't. I really wouldn't, because getting hit with a chair those are those are shoots. And like when you when you hit someone with a chair, that's what you that's, see is what you get. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. been hit with a kendo stick before? Yeah, it hurts, don't it? They yeah. it, it broke. Oh, you yeah. must have a really thick back. Yeah, I have one at home. Yeah. All right, well, war games, people. Right, war games. War games. War games. So in this match, we have three teams. 
Ackham, Ackham and Rezar, the authors of Pain, with Roderick Strong. This is, okay, so just to elaborate, this is three teams, three men in each team. So, authors of Pain, uh, is it authors of Pain? Yeah, authors. Yeah. They so wrote to the book on I, Pain. I, I only wrote AOP, and it's just like, authorities of Pain, authors of Pain. <laughs> authorities of Pain. So, yeah, <laughs> authors of Pain with Roderick Strong versus Sanity of Alexander Wolf, Eric Young, and Killian Dane versus The Undisputed Era. Featuring Adam Cole, Baby. Bobby Fish, and Kyle O'Reilly, formerly of Red Dragon. Um, yeah, so Adam Cole. So that uh, the Undisputed Era mostly consists of guys who used to work at ROH, right? And yeah. Rod and, and Roderick Strong, right? Yeah. And so soon to be a member of the Undisputed Era. Yeah. You think Roderick Strong is gonna join the Undisputed Era? They will. They've been throwing out too many red herrings at this point. Yeah, but then he he hit. He he teased it and then he just went on to hit them. Yeah, right. And if you remember Bully Ray, do uh, you remember the Aces and Eights? Yes, I do. Okay. Probably one of my favorite periods in TNA. One yeah. of them. So yeah, that's what you're saying. Is yeah. he'll pull a Bully he, Ray? He took one for the team. He'll pull a they Bully Ray. They all took one for the team. Yeah. Can you? Interesting fact. You know, Acom, uh, authors of Pain. Occam's Razor. O Occam's Razor. Occam's Ra Occam's Razor. Yeah. Occam, Occam and Razor. They're like, they are like twenty three and twenty four. Shut up. Yes, they are. They're like what? my age, and I I was looking when I was looking these guys up. I'm like, no way. They're, these guys look, they they look damn near forty. They're just yeah. big. Yeah, they're just they big are. and just hulking. And when you see them scream, and they're uh, right next to Paul Ellering. Thing is, if you stand next to Paul Ellering, you're gonna be old. <laughs> you're gonna look <laughs> old no matter what. Well, I think Paul turns 100 this year. Yeah. Oh, congr <laughs> hey, congratulations, Paul Ellering. Mm. He um, outlived Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Um, I, um, I'm sort of um, this is just a more of a personal opinion of mine. I can see why it's so very appealing to everybody, but I just don't get. I'm not much of a multi-man match kind of person. I love just a one v one. I'm just call me old fashioned about that, and so just for this, I'm not too excited. But about tis the season for yeah, yeah. I know. I, I get. Series. I get what you mean with the whole multi man deal because you have like a certain amount of guys in the ring and everyone like takes a breather yeah. and then you just like rinse and repeat and everybody and gets their stuff in. And yeah, and then you're basically doing okay. Now we have to go home. Everyone do their spots. Like, it's I, like I totally get it. I totally get like the importance of tag team wrestling because you gotta, you know, you you can only have so much in your bump card, so you might as yeah. well split the work with somebody. Yeah, and yeah, it's just call me old fashioned. I just want a one v one. That matters way more to me than like a singles match or yeah, singles triple match. threat, fail four way. <laughs> triple threat. I always thought those were just like not hook tacky. Like when you know with uh, it depends who the triple threat is. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. sometimes the triple threat could be used to cover somebody I up. Mean, yeah, you have a million. Any match is good when you have the right performers. Yeah, and so, but I just can't muster much excitement for this particular War Games match. Um, if anything, I'm more excited about the Aleister Black and Velveteen Dream. I, I like the ki the gimmick coming back. Yeah. I look forward to seeing it revived and see how Triple H's spin is on it. Yeah. I mean, he wanted that roof, and then Vince said no. Do you think that Suck it, the Vince. war games, the war games match, should have been reserved for SmackDown versus Raw? I think Survivor I've, Series. Here's what I think. I think they're doing the war games match as a, as a yeah as a feeler, yeah. mm -hmm. much like this podcast episode. <laughs> I think yeah yeah I I know that was the point, but I think like it, they'll probably do that next year. It makes more sense. Mm -hmm. I, I, of course, it's gonna go over. Yeah, the, considering nostalgia the talent. always goes over, and the talent, yeah. And considering the talent, except for Adam Cole, piece of well, crap. <laughs> why do you hate Adam Cole? Let's let's dive into that. Why do you okay, hate Adam my Cole? experience of seeing Adam Cole Did is he burn your house down. What? He might as well have. Um, he, I, my experience of watching Adam Cole is, you know, he's always the most annoying guy in the New Japan paper because I've only watched him in New Japan. And I just not thought, in Ring of Honor. No, not in Ring of Honor. I'm not much of a Ring of Honor guy. Um, but I just don't like. He just seems like super annoying, and he just seems like every indie tryhard. I'll say you, you're not gonna. You do not mess with the game, dude. We worked real hard on those games. All right. All right? <laughs> and so, I wish I could illustrate my point a little bit further, but I never thought I'd put myself in a position where I have to 
Explain yourself. Explain myself. <laughs> yeah, because I feel like because I feel like my hate for Adam Cole is pretty much. Well, you know, water is wet. I just don't like him. Okay? Well, watch this. I don't like his face. You're, you're sounding like uh, Edge and Christian on Oscar right now. Yeah. yeah you watch watch his, watch his stuff in the Ring of Honor. I don't want to watch Ring of Honor. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> too much you know, you know what? <laughs> you know who's a tryhard? Yeah, me. Uh, the Young Bucks. They're, they're tryhards. Yeah. Even would, their names. They're, they're what? But that's their thing. Everyone bro. hates about the indies. Yeah, and I, honestly, like they might they wear that hate on their sleeve, which has holds some merit, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, but the Young Bucks are not in this War Games. It's the Undisputed Era: Bobby Fish and Ky- Kylo Riley. I say Kylo Riley like Kylo Ren. Yeah, Kylo Riley, Kylo Ren, <laughs> Kylo Ren. <laughs> um, uh, who's gonna win this? I'm gonna say Undisputed because uh, they're yeah. the new they're they're the new hot shit. Yeah, uh, I'd Roger really like Strong. to see authors. Just dominate this joint. Yeah, yeah. That'd okay. be fun to I'm watch. Going with um, undisputed Era and Roderick Strong helps him win. That's actually that. That's not out of the realm of possibility. I actually do believe that might actually happen. I would like to see uh, Killian Dane do like a moonsault or a he probably splash will splash off the top of the oh. cage and make a giant hole. Someone's gonna crowd. do something crazy. Yeah. That's why. That's probably why they took the roof off. Maybe Akam uh, does a giant. Sp- Frog splash, yeah, like an Eddie style frog splash. Yeah, well, hey, that's NXT Takeover War Games, gentlemen, and that WWE, it's they are pulling out no stops for one of their big four of this year. Yeah, can you? We can at least say that, like, as like it's as a terms of a positive thing, like they give a crap about this show. Well, they better. They're pulling two point fives now on Monday nights. Yeah, so they, you got yeah, something. They, they right better. To ship. Yeah, can't be lazy all the time. It's not backlash. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah, so just a shift of gears here. Um we're not going to spend too much time with it because we <laughs> this is this is already a beefy podcast uh, by the um the way it is right beefy. now. Yeah. Actually, that should be your gimmick, just beefy. We we made a joke uh, like earlier in the show he should that Nick is the human gain. Yeah, time to play the gains. No, the gain like, you know, in terms of just his audio levels. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm probably just going to be out of the show completely. I mean, you're gonna just have a blank you know, space. The way hey, the way this setup is, where we are in this twelve by twelve by twelve like thing, I wouldn't be surprised if we, one of the mics is completely. We spent. have some room. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna be like uh, when when you go back on Attitude Era DVDs and they say WWF, it's like uh, he's living the human gain gimmick. <laughs> he's living it. He's like Ric Flair, Richard Flair, being taken over by Ric Flair. That's a that's a great thirty for thirty. You watch it? Yeah. Yeah. I have I shed, to watch it. I shed a tear towards the end. With a tear in your eye. This was the greatest yeah, thing. Well, the, uh, hearing eye. about Reed? Man. Yeah. I, I'm surprised, like, I'm surprised they let that, uh, they played that 911 call. Yeah. 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 That really? was actually Rick yeah. calling 911. Yeah. yeah. It's, and it really makes me question, like, why are these public in the first place? Well, you think there's a reason why? I they, think it's because they... If it's celebrities, I think they can use it in, like, anything. Like, mm. if they want to make a documentary on, like, yeah. where did it all go wrong? Like a yeah. E! True Hollywood story. Yeah. Anyway. In his case, an ESPN special. So, uh, so. Much shifting. love, Rick. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Shifting Very well gears. produced, though. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, oh, because it's ESPN. Yeah. So, shifting gears here from uh, WWE, um, Nick and I and Corey, yeah, Corey, our editor, we went to APW Clash at the Cow Palace. It was in the Cow Palace in Daly City, San Francisco. It's an indie. It's a local indie APW. Um, I really the, hate that the Cow Palace is considered Daly City. By the way, it's yeah, it's like right it's on the San border, Francisco. Right? Yeah. yeah, I looked at the I lo- like when I was just looking it up at the Cow Palace in Daly City. It's like well, that's not right. Geneva Geneva Avenue is in. It's in the city, yes. Yeah. It's in the city. Uh, it's San Francisco. So, Daly City can have the parking lot. Like if you take Mission Street up two more blocks, that's still San Francisco. Yeah, you can take the Muni to the Cow Palace and right? beyond. Yeah, so <laughs> it's it's part of San Francisco. Can you take the Samtrans to Daly to Cow Palace? I don't know. I just take Uber. Mm, probably. <laughs> uh, just, yeah, you can, but you have to walk I just a while. Yeah, I think. I think it runs on Old Bayshore Boulevard. So APW. Local Indie Wrestling Federation once Ro- go see it. Yes, once ran by Roland Alexander. Yes, of of uh, Beyond the 
Beyond the Mat fame. Yeah, that's the name of that oh. documentary. Yeah, that, yeah, that's he's the guy. Loser. He's the really fat, stocky guy with the glasses and the short shorts and sandals, and who uh, who led. That, I'm just trying to remember. I remember that. Mike Modest. Yeah, Mike Modest was part of that documentary, and some other dude. Yeah, uh, Chris Daniels trouble. was APW alum. Yeah, I believe it was. A, it was a wrestling school. Oh, and, and Daniel also... Bryan, Crash Holly. Yeah, uh, Great Holly was even in it for. Oh a wow! Bit. And um, some guy you can't see was in it too. I, I read that. I read that web. Shut report. the front door. Yeah, Cena yeah. was in APW. Yeah, Cena was wow. in APW. Prototype. Yeah. Yeah. It was Samoa Joe part. Yeah, I think um, or like a bit. I know Samoa Joe and John Cena like kind of, kind of were like cut of the same cloth when when this being wrestling was when they were in the UPW days. Yeah, when they were training. So APW and UPW because UPW I think was in LA anyway. had that connection. So, so yeah, uh, Roland Alexander, founder, uh, was he the head Booker? Yeah, at that time? yeah. Hey, he has since passed away. God rest his soul, and is now head up Thank by you. who? Uh, Marcus Mack. Marcus Mack. And so, how often do they hold these APW shows? Well, um, the last actual show, because every between, they will have like some mini shows yeah. in Nevada. Because yeah. they have some of their talent. Um, Carl Fredericks, yeah. uh, the Reno Scum. Yeah. And there's other APW um, performers who do come out of Reno, Nevada. So they will hold shows there and with the occasional Jim Wars events, which were started back in 1996 by Roland Alexander. So they're most of the time, I consider them more as like tryout. Well, kind of like house shows in yeah. in my eyes. Yeah. They're kind of like house shows in between the APW events. So they're more fundraisers for high schools, yeah. uh, the Boys and Girls Club, especially yeah. in um, Bay Sh- the Bayshore Community Center. Yeah. So the last big show was in October, Halloween Hell, which featured Jack Swagger, Flip Gordon, Jay White. Wow. The Switchblade now. Yeah. Of um, Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. And... Um, yeah, How was, recent was Jay White wrestling for APW? Um, October. As early as October. It was a, just a one-off appearance. Yeah. And Flip Gordon was there, and it was like, huh. man. Hey, you saw Carl Fredericks. Yes. Yeah, yeah we're going to go that through this. That was co- his. He's been internet champion, if you can find it. Um, so, yeah, go ahead. Follow AP, subscribe to APW. They will put up their own matches on like little, little videos. They'll put up like three matches from the year. If you can find the Carl Fredericks versus Flip Gordon versus Jay White versus uh, Stiker Nongaseki for the internet. Said, I was going to say, like, Gongaseki? Yeah. Think? I think so. African. Yeah, go ahead. It's like Nongaseki for the yeah. internet title. Watch it. Because that was. You saw Carl Fredericks. That's yeah, I was, his uh, defining match. I was going to say, I was going to go through the finish of the Carl Fredericks match, but now I'm just going to give away the finish for that match. That was which... the best match of his entire reign. So. Yeah, we and then we saw Jacob. So, so for what what we saw was APW Worldwide Internet Title. Carl Fredericks is the champion. Yes. He recently lost it to Jacob Fatu, which yes. which is a which is a great match. It was pretty good. Oh yeah. But what I coming out of that match, coming out of that uh, show, I thought the Reno Scum and Breakable Machines match was incredible. Oh yeah. Seeing that live and seeing Michael Elgin, my. Number one breakout star of the G1 Climax 2017. Screw you, Kenny Omega. Um, I love you, Kenny Omega. But, yeah, seeing him live was such a... I marked out so much for pretty much all his spots. Uh, Michael Elgin looked... He was by himself. He was kind of by himself in the merch stand. I don't want to say lonely, but then the first thing I did out of that indie like merch stand was like, Michael Elgin, you had the best, you had the best match in the G1 Climax, and I shook his hand. He's like, thank you. Like, out of all the wrestlers I could have talked to, I just chose him because... He impressed you the most. He impressed me the most. From one Michael to another Michael. I, I'm going to... Love you, Michael. I'm going to put in <laughs> my uh, swear card right here. Yeah, go um, ahead. My one swear. Nah. Well, <laughs> nah. I'm going to put it in, and I'm going to say this whole night, this was zero f***s given. In terms it, of? In terms of just... Sheer brutality. It was really intense, especially that match. It was like stiff. Yeah, with no blood, but it was just real stiff. Like, yeah, and, it uh, was a okay. So it stiff wasn't match. back door, a back, uh, 
backyard wrestling. Oh hell no! Okay, good. Match. This good. is yeah. this is professional. Good, uh, good, good. Another another uh, match we saw was a tag match, an intergender tag match. World's cutest tag team facing Cole Cabana and Tessa Blanchard. Big names. World's you cutest know tag who team. the uh, cutest tag team is right. It's Joe. It consists of cutest Joey's tag team. Yeah, <laughs> they're called the world's cutest tag team. They answered to, I believe, in a thing called Love by the Darkness, which is amazing. So, Corey, um, put that as our ending theme. I would love that. Um, <laughs> it, the World's Cutest Tag Team consists of Candace, one Candice LeRae and the master of Don- King of, of Dong, Dong Style, style Joey Ryan. If you're Latin, you colliders. Yes, yes. That, that's his, that's his walkout theme. Get in the oh, rain. Nice. And pull it up, those, pull it up. Ah, oh, we have no internet. For those who don't know Joey Ryan, he's you know how women's wrestlers, they have their ass-based offense? Well, he Joey Ryan, he, turn, he literally turns it on its side. Side? He turns, he turns it, it around. <laughs> he turns it around. And he turns base, it on his back. Yeah, he turns it around and makes his offense based on his dick. He makes when people try to well, when, pe- yeah, when people try to like low blow him or kick him in the dick, like they get hurt. That's how strong his dick is. I, I think I've seen that gimmick yeah. used in Japan or Mexico. One yeah. of the two. Like no, that you I. There was that one Japan show where a Japanese, one of the Japanese wrestlers, grabs his dick, and then he he and the Joey Ryan just flexes. I've seen that. And then I've seen the that. Japanese wrestlers like he's selling his and arm. Then like he oh. turns around and then he flips over. Yeah, he flips uh, him yeah, over. Yeah, yeah. He's and I thought, done it to Mick Foley too, Mister Sako and Mister Kako. Yeah. Man, yeah, Joey Ryan. Uh, what's his other thing? He also oils up, right? Yeah, he oils up his uh, body yeah. and his dick. No, he just no. He opens up his trunks and he just pours it all over there too. Yeah. It's you know, oh. really just playing that whole, yeah, playing that card and the yeah. lollipop gimmick. Yeah. We, okay. Lollipop. So you and uh, who are the other uh, like three other individuals? I want to yeah, shout out. I forgot um, their names. Jake, Jordan, and um, Chris. Chris. Yeah. Yes. Chris Willis. I don't know. I'm not on the last name basis. I know Chris mm. Willis for some reason. He was a. He's a really cool guy. Um. You guys whipped out lollipops. What What is the point of that? You just um, wanted to. So a lot of the thing he does is he does like the lollipop because if anyone can enlighten me, because I don't get it, the sexual connotation of a lollipop and a penis. So we just, just staring at. I'm just staring at Jose right now. <laughs> I'm trying to understand this. Yeah, we're trying to. Let's understand. keep this PG, guys. I mean, we're kind of past that point. Of <laughs> yeah, but uh, now let's just let's yeah. So and Cole Cabana's Cole Cabana, the the whole thank you very just much thing. Backhanded uh, Candice LeRae, and yeah. he got booed. Yeah, and he was like, every, and then like Cole Cabana was like, what? What? What's wrong? What? This is a man. This is an intergender man. Yeah, Tessa, like, and then how Tessa Blanchard she kicks, like I mentioned earlier, she kicks uh, Joey Ryan. In the you know in the yeah. junk and then did she kick him or did she low blow? She the, kicked him. It's like oh my foot. Yeah, it was like oh my foot. Yeah, <laughs> and then she was even gonna teasing grabbing his di- yeah. his dick. It's like yeah. come on, you're you're a um committed woman because yeah. she has a kid with a uh, ricochet, but they're not actually she pregnant. Married. No, they had yeah, I think they had a kid together. Oh wow. I don't know if it's their kid or I don't know. Maybe it's a kid from a different. Well, there was no ricochet on that end. I, I actually chanted, that yelled that at her. Do it for Ricochet. What was that noise? That was my belly. Yeah, me too. I yeah, thought it was hungry. Honestly, was lunchtime. honestly, I thought it was my belly. I got donuts. <laughs> but um, what was that? What was here? Uh, Jeff Cobb defeated Jack Swagger. Jack Swagger had the longest line in the merch stand because he was the, he's obviously the, not the biggest star, but one of the biggest stars. And he's show. going to Japan. He's going to Bellator. He's gonna what? Fight, he's gonna fight MMA. He's gonna fight for MMA. Are you kidding? Uh, yeah, he signed. Oh my God! But yeah, Jeff Cobb. So de- de- he defended the heavyweight championship. No more Matanza. Uh, no, I'm not saying no. Jeff Cobb didn't sign to Bellator. Okay, Jack I was Swagger. like, yeah, because I'm like Jeff Cobb. No, no. Are you kidding me? Yeah. And our main event. There, I'm not saying he can't, but. <laughs> and our main event, which uh, which was the most hyped up out of all of them, was the tag match between. Lucha Legends, Juventud Guerrera, Rey Mysterio Jr. Juve. Juve. Juice, juice, juice. Um, it was defeating, really nice. Yeah, it was really nice. Uh, defeating Phoenix and Penta El Cerro Miedo. So the, the, the naming convention for Penta El Cerro Miedo, like, I thought it was Pentagon Jr. 
Like, is this a it. Lucha Underground thing? He like... lost it because of AAA owns the name. Oh. So he can't. He can only use it in Lucha Underground. Okay. But he can't use it in the ind- Indies. Because I just, this is just so like I was writing this like this is very confusing right now. Yeah. Off brand and that's got... his indie name. Pentagon <coughs> Junior is his slave name. Oh no! Uh, yeah, yeah, I heard that uh, they when the they announced Lucha Underground contracts are pretty much slave yeah. contracts. They announced the season four. They announced season four of Lucha Underground, and like a, nobody's happy about that because it messed with all their contract stuff. I don't want to get too much into. Well, that. everyone's pretty much gone. They all like yeah. Mundo's coming back. Uh, Matt Cross is coming back. Yeah, Penta Ray um, and um, Cisco and by uh, coming back, what do you mean? Um, they're coming back to the show. They're re-signing. Yeah. Cisco. With APW? No, to Lucha Underground. Oh, okay. Um, uh. Cisco and uh, Castro. I can't yeah, be. But um, yeah, I'm at the last page of my notes here. Uh, the best. Uh, yeah. The best ahead. match is probably that one. The the Pentagon. The Pentagon. All the home. Oh, you forgot the classic connection. Oh, uh, I didn't want to go through match by match. Okay. But right. yeah, classic connection. They that have, was fun. They have in and out trunks. They have trunks that look like the In-N-Out drinks. And, uh, That's the only thing I remember about Who it. is their manager, by the way? I have no idea. Oh. It's Brian effing Zane. Hey, Brian. Big fans. Uh, I'm not the last. Okay, so I might as well just call this segment the last page because it's the last page of my notes. Uh, the go-home spot. Yeah, the go-home spot. Let's call it that, the go-home spot. I, I like the last page. Eh, whatever. We'll work it out. Um. See, I'm just going through my bullet points here. Omega's fighting Kenny Omega's fighting Chris Jericho at the Tokyo Dome show. We all knew that. Yeah. Well, Excited for that. Does he come out in like <laughs> his Anything. Lionheart gimmick? Does Chris he Jericho, do super? Yeah, does he do super liger? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. What were you gonna say, Jose? I like anything Jericho. I like Jericho, like the character, but then his in-ring work, you know, he's obviously in his twilight years. I'll yeah, totally. But, I mean, Vince, you got to love the guy. And Kenny Omega has his work cut out for that, for him when, in that regard. Um, next point, the next bullet point I have here. Jericho is going to make a wrestling-themed cruise line. Stupid idea. The I dumbest go, idea. I would go if it was in the summer. <laughs> we I, both said I, stupid idea. <laughs> Nick, I want to go. <laughs> I would love to go. I think WCW did something Imagine like that. Imagine watching a wrestling show. Imagine getting seasick and then watching a wrestling show. Imagine being a performer in that show and getting seasick. I was actually on that same, not the same cruise ship, but on the same carrier that they're going to be riding on. And all yeah. I got to tell you this. It's a carrier? Well, the, no, who, the, who, who cares? the ship. Um, cares? All I'm going to say is this. There's going to be cheap liquor, kids are going to be drinking cheap shit liquor, and they have no kids. right to do, and um, the staff is just going to be lorded over and miserable. And Conan's going to be in there, too. Just imagine Conan that. O'Brien? No, Conan, K-O-N-A-N. Oh, God. Yeah, is that guy still around? I thought his kidneys were done. <laughs> That's not, it didn't stop um, Ric Flair. It's not going to stop Conan. I would uh, actually, who, Conan, who you're wants- an innovator. Yeah. Please come on the show. Yes. <laughs> who wants to Who wants to see uh, Fozzie for three whole days? Not uh, Not even for thirty minutes. Not even for three seconds. I'm sorry, Jericho. We love you. Please be on our show. <laughs> to try to cover our tra- our bury bury tracks because it's the first episode. Damn it! I hate Vince McMahon. Vince, we love you. Please come on the show. Uh, You're an innovator. The next point, another for another point I have here. Jericho- I hate Kenny Omega. Please come on our show. Jericho tweets, reassuring fans the girl-to-guy ratio of his cruise is all good by writing, That's a lot of bikinis! Well, well if you think about it, I these are s- wrestling fans, so yeah. they're going to be going with their girlfriends. I had to say that. I had to say that tweet in my best Chris Jericho impersonation. I, I got that. <laughs> say I that one that. more time. Say it one more time. Yeah. That's a lot of girls in... No, no. He, he had to tweet reassuring, guys, rest assured... There will be girls there in this cruise. Don't worry. Don't it's not going to be a sausage fest. Yeah. <laughs> a bunch of uh, socially awkward guys just sitting in their uh, bullet S- club shirts on their phones. Sitting on a studio recording a podcast. As they have to uh, <laughs> interact with other wrestling fans. Yeah. Because mo- some wrestling fans, I know some good wrestling fans, but some oh, of the no, wrestling there's, fans, there's, there's a they lot are bad awkward. They will not talk to you. I mean, okay, look, it's... There's more to there's more to there's more to that seed of the problem than being just a wrestling fan. They just happen to be wrestling fans. Let's let's not paintbrush here. You're right. You're right. I know and, some um, cool guys who are wrestling fans, and they I'm a, I'm one of the people. If I see you wearing, you're like the a, coolest wrestling yeah. fan. If I see a, a guy in the John Cena show, I was like, you can't see me. I love it when kids wear Man. wrestling shirts. I mean, yeah, you know, you always you always 
that has that pack mentality, you know, where you know you got to support yeah. the team. It's too I, sweet, I, you know. I only, I think I own how many wrestling shirts do you own? I own so many. Yeah, uh, just two. I have two, and I don't really wear them very often. Uh, I I gave my Daniel Bryan Yes shirt to my cousin, and I gave my CM Punk Gray Best in the World shirt because it was a size too big. No, size size too small to to my brother. But that was I think that CM Punk Best in the World Gray shirt was probably quote unquote the safest. Yeah, we always have those things where like, okay, I love this wrestling shirt because it's not too explicitly wrestling. I have the King of Dong style shirt. Yeah. And I plan on wearing that to Thanksgiving. I remember seeing you on campus wearing a Magnus shirt. Oh, yeah, yeah. I love Magnus. By the way, Magnus, please come on our show. <laughs> and I will not say anything bad about him because I am a freaking Magnus, Mark. Yeah, what's up? Yeah, um, that's – what else do I have here? Actually, what – I have the – okay, go what ahead. What wrestling shirts do you have, actually? Uh, I have a oh, – see, I'm, I'm dating myself again. Dude, uh, no. Black and white. Old and is the, new. Black and white, NWO. So is, like, every single and, millennial right now. And a black and white sting. Yeah. Oh, yeah. with the, the the scorpion on it? No, it's just him, like, in the shadow. It's black on black, yeah. so his okay. face kind of stands out, and his, oh, his okay. shirt stands out. Were you his, always a WCW, like – I leaned, yeah. I leaned you NWA, leaned NWA, NWA, WCW, WCW but yeah. uh, always kept up with because the yeah. E. That was the thing, though. Like I was growing, I was like around five. It's gonna date me too. I was like around five when, like, during the Attitude Era, and I just, I always viewed WCW as that other wrestling promotion because it was clearly like on second place by that yeah. point. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. You know, and just, and the, the other the, place, the southernness of the show really showed. Yeah, yeah. Like As the, opposed yeah, to Georgia. you know the Connecticut mainstream. Yeah, it was more bigger Titan. than it. Yeah, Titan they didn't Towers. even have yeah. Titantrons. They didn't even have big screens in WCW. They didn't yeah. even have any yeah. like decals on the ropes or on the turnbuckles yeah. or on the yeah. aprons. It was just like an indie looking yeah. setup. Right yeah. There. Well, they had it on the mat. <laughs> well, they had like the little fire, but they no had a target. They had like a friggin' yeah. like crosshair target, and then WCW. Yeah. 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 And why are the shirts you on? Uh, yeah, I said the Daniel Bryan, uh, yes, yes, yes shirt because that was at the height. I think that was like at the height of that, like post Mania twenty nine. I immediately bought that shirt when it was on sale because you know he's my boy, D. Bry. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the CM Punk one was because it was. I think it was a discount. Because if I bought this shirt, I would also get like half off. Uh, no offense to CM Punk, please come on our show. Yeah, see, no, we didn't. We didn't make it. You any. got it on discount. I got it on discount. Uh, oh, so I said, screw it. No, if anything, if so anything, it was fifty percent off. So I said, yeah, you could have been any, It could have been any other shirt. All right, and I okay. chose CM Punk chose because CM Punk I love CM Punk, okay. and it was during his. No, time let's right. face it. You kind of just like him. Yeah, I actually <laughs> got my aunt for her birthday the new Hardy Boy shirt, like the. The reborn by fate one. Okay. Can we talk about the Hardys now and how, and how they're not they... on Survivor Series? Yes. Well, apparently, don't get Matt Hardy is don't get injured. Close, this close, an eyelash away from getting back the broken gimmick, but it's kind of like a little too late now. It, it, it's, the ship it has sailed, that, in my opinion. It sucks that you you can own gimmicks and stories. What what is that about? I mean, they could easily they could have I mean, they could have re- the gimmick gone is that around it. The gimmick is that strong that if the mo- the minute that they show it it's going to get over anyway. Yeah. So, I yeah, I kind of retract my ship has sailed statement by for that. But No, and Jeff getting hurt. Yeah, don't get injured. It's uh, just he he look his body is like Sabu, yeah. but not sad. Here's the you thing. know, it's He's, like with Tape and well, Sabu glue. is yeah, Sabu is fifty percent crazy not, glue. He's pretty, <laughs> he's pretty much like Terry Funk at that point. Yeah, yeah. Terry Funk is like in his seventies and he's still taking bumps. Yeah, it's like like that scene from Beyond the Mets. Like your 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 hip should not exist. And it's like well, I'm still able to bump. Right here. <laughs> he's like yeah. um, Death by Snoo Snoo. Yes, yes. Can yeah. Say, yeah. he's still <laughs> wrestling, but he has like no pelvis it's at all. Dust. <laughs> anyway, uh, I guess the final point on this on the last page of my notes: Dan Lambert is single-handedly making Impact Wrestling at least something to glance at and be entertained. His what what channel is that even on anymore? I have no idea. They, I just all they've I gone know, through sixty channels. I swear. I, and like Jeff Jarrett is no longer part of the team anymore. It's like part of it. Uh, but I thought it was Global Force. It's, it's on. It's, uh, still, it's still Global Force. Jose, you know where uh, they show CMC? 
CMC, yeah. uh, California Music Channel. Yeah, that's where they show Impact. Channel Twenty Six. Oh, okay. No, they don't. But I'm just saying Channel that's 20, how. I, I Channel Twenty Six was like the. Like that's how the unimportant they are. Chinese yeah. news channel. <laughs> I know they were on the uh, Destination Channel or something. It was like the tourism channel. Yeah. Oh, Destination America. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, that's. I just want to give a quick shout out to Dan Lambert over there. I, he is single handedly making. He's if, for those who don't know, Dan Lambert's the. I think he's the head trainer of, yeah. eight, of America's top team in Florida. Yeah. Which is the home of Bobby Lashley, who's also a very good talent, which yeah. they should probably build around. And yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of burnt out on this on this first episode. We got ourselves in the can in this one. Uh, uh, Stephen write... Stephen Bonar, please be on our show. Yes, yes. I, I actually like is, him. I wrote a I wrote an intro, but I did not <laughs> write, write an, an outro. outro. So I don't yeah, way. so yeah, this was CW. This was the first episode of CWR City Wrestling Radio podcast. The, yeah, this has been the first episode of this wrestling podcast within the CCSF BEMA KCSF. I, there's so many. Yeah, there's so many acronyms. So many what, acronyms what, tags. What, what is the actual like naming convention? So KCSF is the radio station. Yes, the radio station. Radio station. BEMA is the department. Yes. obviously the, the BEMA B E M A Broadcast Electronic Media Arts. Arts. Yeah. Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> I always part of me just says when I say media, I just think the A in media is, as the is, A. That's the A. <laughs> um. So yeah, that's this has been on the can. My name, I am your host Michael Vergara. Well. You know, probably... I'm Nick Winston. Jose Antonio to get ethnic with you guys. And I was gonna just throw you guys. I was gonna segue myself into you guys uh, while I was writing into something. Now it's this is fun. Let's this do... was a lot. This was a lot of fun. I'll... And that'll be our show. So remember, CWR City Wrestling Radio. Get, plug our Facebook right now. Ah, uh, yes. Um, um, if you are on Facebook, please like us at City Wrestling Radio SF probably get a youtube channel we'll probably get a twitter on the way as well maybe an instagram who knows who knows how big this could possibly get yeah i'm michael vergara nick winston jose antonio the sexually delicious so you, just nick go, you just go by jose antonio jose antonio okay and we are out one two, two three, three. Ding, 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 gloom. two